Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we roll till 3 o'clock. It's always uh, good when we're talking National Football League. Andrew Garda, NFL writer, Pro Football Weekly, and the great podcast. Um, what's that podcast? At the Whistle. That's his podcast. I got to give him at least a little bit of a plug. Uh, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Andrew, how are you, man? I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm just glad I got the podcast title correct, so I'm off to a good start. There you go. I always appreciate that. <laughs> Let's start with the Raiders from yesterday, and then we'll move into some of the rule changes and things of, of that nature. Look, that was not a surprise uh, with the with the vote. I Maybe what is a surprise is that the Raiders indicating at that time that they would play two years in Oakland – Today, it sounds like it might only be one, and they might move to Sam Boyd Stadium where UNLV plays, and they have the Vegas Bowl as well in college football uh, to get ready then for Las Vegas. What what can you tell us? Has there been any more on that? No, it's kind of where it stands right now. I mean, you do hear a lot of murmuring from people in the government in Oakland that they're like, oh, if you're going to leave, just leave. It's right, like they yeah. basically packed up the Raiders duffel bag and kicked it out the front window and said, get the heck out of here. Um, and I, and I understand that, you know, uh, it, it, it's frustrating and painful for a lot of, you know, fans and people in Oakland. And it's not the first time. I mean, you know, Al Davis moved them down to Los Angeles and then jo- uh, jointed out of uh, Los Angeles back to Oakland. And now they're going off to Las Vegas. Um, and there's a lot of frustration there. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, the, the Raiders did try and make a move sooner than later because uh, right now it's just not a just not a great atmosphere. On the other side, you know, and and I lived in Los Angeles for quite a long time. I was there when the Raiders left, and uh, you know, I had family and and friends up in Sacramento and in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so I would fly back and forth on the weekends sometimes, visiting people or going up to see games and whatnot. And uh, there was always a heavy contingent of Raider fans from Los Angeles flying up to Oakland. And when I found out talking to those people, and mind you, this was you know over a decade ago, sure. there were people from Oakland who had flown down to Los Angeles when the Raiders were there. Vegas is just an hour and a half flight, and the flights from San Francisco and Los Angeles are not prohibitively expensive in a lot of respects. I wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders are a team that is going to draw from those two fan bases out to Las Vegas. I think that overall they're going to get kind of the best of both worlds. They'll get their hardcore fans out of Oakland and Los Angeles, but they'll also get a whole new group of fans and, like, everybody coming into Las Vegas. It's just going to be another thing to do while you're in Sin City. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew, you got the other fan bases that are salivating at the thoughts of being able to head to Vegas for a weekend yep. and see their team, you know, the big national brands, the Packers, the Steelers. We know how well you know, those kind of fan bases travel here. Is there a concern, though, that it could turn out to be with Vegas being such a transient community that every game, or at least most of the big games, when you have fan bases that'll travel, you might be looking at a 50-50 split, and that home field advantage might not be so good for the Raiders. Publicly and at the top levels of the Raider organization, what they'll tell you is, no, no, we're not worried about it. But the reality is, is as you talk to some of the people within the organization, that that is, of course, a concern. I mean, you know, 
as much as I can say, hey, you know, this is a team that has has traveled well, sort of in a situation like this before. As you said, th- this is a this is a city where you have a different group of people in town every weekend. You know, different convention, different things going on. You could end up with you know a a home crowd. You, I mean, you could end up with a good, solid home crowd, or you could end up with a lot of conventioneers who are just there to be there. And then it's a neutral crowd, and that doesn't do you any good if you're the Raiders. And worse, you could end up with all the Dallas Cowboy fans, all the Falcons fans, <laughs> yeah. whoever's in that week. Green Bay, I mean, Lord, if Green Bay comes and plays in, like, December, all of Wisconsin could show up because, <laughs> you know, it's two, it's two degrees below zero. Heck, uh, the way we had snow not that long ago here in New Jersey, if the Jets were out there, I'd be in Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're going to get – I mean, this is, the, this is the curse, but also the benefit of moving to Las Vegas is that you're always going to have people who want to go see the game – regardless, because it's yet another entertainment thing they can do. But by the same token, you always run the risk that your fan base is going to be outlouded. So, and, and there are teams that travel well as it is. As you get into the ugly weather, it's going to be even more people who are going to come and try and uh, pick up pick, tickets. So that is a concern. Mm-hmm. They just won't tell you that when you talk to people on the record. No, but don't you think, though, once the new stadium does open, it'll be full of expensive suites and that – all the hotels in Vegas will most likely buy a good portion of those so they can put their high rollers there? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, that, that that's almost the safety net. Yeah. I mean, you know that you know that different all the hotels are going to get all, you know, all their suites. There are some big corporations that are in or out of, in and out of there. There are probably even some big corporations that aren't based out of Vegas who will get a suite or two because again, it's Hey, we can have our convention. We can we can send these clients to Las Vegas. We can do whatever, and they could also hit this Raiders game. And it especially is worthwhile now when you look at the Oakland Raiders now to be Las Vegas Raiders, and you've got Derek Carr and Amari Cooper, and you've got so much talent. This is a team that could potentially win a Super Bowl in just a couple of years. I mean, the, in terms of sellouts, they're never going to have to worry about it. And mm-hmm. I think bottom line, that's what the NFL worries about. You know. They're going to sell their PSLs. This is probably going to be the most successful PSL sales you've ever seen because it's Vegas, and you know every casino on the Strip is going to want a piece of it. Talking with Andrew Garda, Sports on Earth, as we take a look around the NFL. A couple of rule changes passed today. One, you no longer can leap over the, uh, the snapper and try to block an extra point or a field goal. That has gone away. Expected that one to happen, but... Targeting has been something that has been uh, certainly frustrating for many people in the realm of college football. And it looks like it's making its way to the NFL. Yeah, I think that's, you know, uh, I don't want to say a big mistake from the standpoint of, I, you know, I don't want to see people get nailed, you know, when they're, when they're not looking in their head. You know, it, it's not good to aim at the head. I think I can say that, and I'm not going to offend anyone, even in today's political climate. Mm-hmm. You, you aim at somebody's head, that's a bad thing. That being said, you're once again putting the officials in a position of having to, you know, on the fly, make yet another judgment call. And, and it really hasn't worked out for the NFL so far. And I think adding this, you know, as you said, college football is already filled with fans, coaches, players who are ticked off about it. Heck, players who have been targeted don't like the rule. I don't think it's going to be any better in the NFL. And, and I wonder, you know, it, it, I, I've long said that active players need to be a bigger part in these rule changes. They need to be more involved and have more of a say. And I can't wait to hear what guys like Richard Sherman, you know, uh, like what Patrick Peterson, you know, or, or even 
you know, Dante uh, Whitner, almost called him Hitner by his nickname, <laughs> you know, guys like that are going to have an opinion on this. And it just gets harder and harder to play defense in the NFL because, you know, it, it, they're always, the, the officials are almost always going to lean on the side of quote unquote safety and often on offense. And it just gets harder and harder to play defense. I mean, so combine that with the fact that it's a judgment call, I, I think this is going to be a mess. Andrew Gard is our guest, NFL writer, Pro Football Weekly. He joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline. I'm curious about the leaping over the center rule as well. They took care of that again today. Look, the latest one was Shea McClellan, who uh, went over the center uh, for the New England Patriots. We've seen it take place uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. We've seen other teams try it, but they mistimed the snap count, had a penalty on it. Where are you on this? Uh, you know, I, it, it's disappointing from the standpoint that there, it feels like there's so little fun in yeah. the NFL some days. Right. You know, and, and this was kind of a fun, exciting little thing that happened. And I don't even think it happened all that frequently. Um, I think what they ended up doing, though, is because if you, if you look at some of the uh, examples you use, sometimes when there are penalties called, uh, it was one of those things where you look at it later and go, the the officials got it wrong. And the fact is, is this is one of those cases where, again, this is the the, the officials needed to make a judgment call. And I, I kind of feel like in this case, the NFL was like, you know what, we're, we, there's already too much on their plates, whatever. We're just going to get rid of it, period. That way we don't have anybody unhappy because there are bad penalties. We're just going to have the, you know, the ball kicked and we'll be fine. So I, I'm kind of torn. On the one hand, it simplifies the games for the officials, which I'm a big fan of because there's already a lot on their plates. On the other hand, it was fun to watch, and it does feel sometimes like there's less and less you know, personality to the game, and that was something that brought, to, brought personality to it. Andrew, uh, what else is still on the docket in terms of uh, rules and anything else uh, at the owners' meeting that is going to garner some headlines here as they finish things up? You know, it's really hard to say because I feel like year to year they they come up with something that we don't have on the radar right now. Uh, you know, they've tweaked the game almost as much as they possibly can. You know, with the with moving the field goals back. Uh, I you know I, I think they're going to probably discuss yet again if they want to do something different with the kickoffs. Um, I, I think they'll probably again uh, try and maybe clarify the uh, the what's a catch rule, but. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything big. It felt, it felt like me to, the, the biggest thing that they were talking about was that was that uh, that, that field goal blocking rule more than anything else. And and I think I think it's actually going to be relatively quiet in terms of rules the rest of the way, which I think every fan can say they're probably happy with because it's the last thing we really want to read about. I f- I find it real interesting when the owners get together and they finally make these decisions. And then there is all kinds of innuendo talk from the owners, trades, players, that sort of thing. What do you think has come out of the Tony Romo situation there? Anything at all? Yeah, I've, that's the one I've been watching most closely. I've been trying to get a read on what's happening. And, and I know that Dallas is out there trying to shop. Mm-hmm. You know, they're certainly out there. They've talked. Uh, you know, there, there's been a little bit of behind-the-scenes talk behind with them in Denver. Uh, who, you know, at, uh, John Elway, he's got something for old aging quarterbacks who might take him to the Super Bowl. They do have the defense to still do it. They've improved the offensive line a little bit. They've got great receivers. 
I mean, it's a good fit there. I know Houston's very interested, but I don't think Jerry Jones is very serious about letting that happen. And I actually think that that's a big reason why Romo hasn't been cut. It's the last thing he really wants to do is give Houston some more press. He'd rather just sit there, watch Houston flounder around with a defense and no quarterback, and, and just keep getting all the main press in Dallas. So right now it seems like Denver is the place. Uh, and in some respects, one of the reasons it's not happening is because they know that Jerry Jones does not want Houston to get Romo, so he really can't afford to cut him because that's exactly where Romo is going to go. So they kind of have the Cowboys a little bit over a barrel, Mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't heard exactly what they're looking for, but I do get the feeling that it's a little bit more than Dallas would like to, or a little bit less than Dallas would like to see coming their way. You know, we continue to hear the possibility of Tony Romo making the jump into the broadcast booth. How real of a possibility is that in your mind? Do you think at the very least he wants to give it one more shot, be it with another team, but but go through it at least for one more year and see what he has left in the tank? I think that's you know pretty much his plan. I think he'd be all right in the booth. I mean, you know, he he sounds, you know, he sounds good in interviews. You know, he he gives good quotes, so I think he would be pretty solid. But he wants a Super Bowl, and and you know, like any. I think any quarterback, any player really, but especially a quarterback, a guy who is kind of, you know, being close, you know, or a couple players away or you know, always on the cusp of a team that should win or could win the Super Bowl. And I think that's something that he's very cognizant of. It, it, it definitely impacts his legacy, all of that stuff. So I think Romo very much wants to come back and specifically come back to a situation where he has a shot at winning that Super Bowl. Um, you know, the question is, Again, this gridlock with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And at what point is he going to be, you know, just at the point where he's like, I'm done and I'm going to walk away and, and be done? Because he can go into the broadcast booth and have a very successful career, um, and, and I think he'd be very good at it. Um, and if we get too, too much closer to the start of the season or the start of training camp, Houston's going to have to move on. Denver's going to have to move on. And then, you know, Romo doesn't have any options. He's not going to go sit as a backup. So I think that's the line. If 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 Dallas holds on to him too long, and you know the Houston and Denver's have to go in a different direction, and he's sitting there with the the idea that maybe he's just going to be a backup, I think that's when he hits the booth. Uh, otherwise, he will do anything he can uh, to get into a decent starting gig and give it at least one more shot. Uh, let me follow up then with another quarterback who's on the beach as well. Colin Kaepernick, and stories were reported, oh, I don't know, as as close as maybe last week, that teams were shying away from him just because of what he did last year, and they didn't want to deal with it. More importantly, are teams shying away from him because he's not as good as what he showed under Jim Harbaugh? and his skills maybe don't fit what those particular teams are doing. I think that's the thing. If this is Everybody would like that to be real simple. You know, either the owners are the villains or Kaepernick sucks. But the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think that there is some hesitancy because of his stance, because of the reaction to him kneeling during the, the, the anthem and everything, um, that wouldn't be there if he was a much more polished quarterback. And the thing of it is, is I think you'd still see teams hesitating regardless of what he did off the field. If he had never done that or nobody had ever noticed it, 
I think you'd still have teams that are hesitant because I think his particular skill set requires you to make an investment in the type of offense that he could be successful with. And that means you have to either have another option that's similar to him or can do similar things, or you have to be committed to him for a couple of years to see if it works out. And I think there aren't a lot of teams that are willing to do that, and there are even fewer teams that are willing to do that and also put up with the potential backlash. So I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B. I, I still think he has upsides, mm-hmm. and I still think that he can play in this league. The problem is I just don't know that there's a team out there that is going to look at him and say, okay, I want to build an offense around him, given what we've seen the last couple of years. Because you, it's, it's just like taking on a rookie quarterback, but it's a rookie quarterback with a much more limited skill set than what a lot of people feel that they want as their standard quarterback. And, you know, so people will roll the dice on a Deshaun Watson um, because he could do a little bit more uh, rather than take a shot at a Colin Kaepernick who not only has a very limited skill set, which doesn't necessarily mean he can't be successful, but it does limit your options, uh, who also has some off-the-field issues. You mentioned, Andrew, last thing for me here, uh, Deshaun Watson. Quarterbacks, it looks like three of them, possibly four. I saw Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. uh, some people moving into the first round. But of the three, uh, out of uh, Trubisky, Watson, and, of course, Deshaun Kaiser of Notre Dame, who's the guy that you like the most right now as you're evaluating quarterbacks? I like Deshaun Watson the most. I like Trubinsky. I think he's probably the safer of the two. I think he's a little bit more polished, makes a few better decisions. But I love Watson's upside. And, and I feel like he is a guy who can, uh, you know, him and Trubinsky both can move outside of the pocket. But I like Watson's, you know, demeanor, his, his ability to, to really carry a team when they need it. I like what I saw from him in two very big games against Alabama. You know, the biggest games in college football in the spotlight and even when he had a couple of bad beats, he was still a guy who was able to get back up and play hard and lead his team forward. I love that. I love that about him. And to me, that kind of puts him a little bit of a cut above a guy like Trubinsky, who I think has, I think they're both pretty good in terms of physical and, and, and athletic attributes. But I feel like Watson has that leadership level that I really like in terms of a guy that I want to build a franchise around. I'll let you go on this. Tom Brady will turn 40 years of age in August. Do you see any noticeable, major noticeable deficiencies in Tom Brady's game? Sure. I mean, his arm strength is nowhere near where it was. I mean, they've had to change the offense quite a bit. It's one of the things that I really respect about Brady in that particular way is that, uh, you know, what we saw with Peyton Manning his last year with Denver mm-hmm. is he fought Gary Kubiak pretty hard in terms of changing what he did to fit the offense Kubiak thought he would play better in. When it comes to Tom Brady, it feels to me like he's a guy who has put, and, and anybody outside of New England will not agree with me on this, but puts his ego aside in order to be a better quarterback for his team rather than a better quarterback for Tom Brady, which is to say he's a guy who will change how he plays because he acknowledges, listen, I'm not the guy I used to be. Um, to me, arm strength is the biggest thing. I feel like his accuracy is generally pretty good. He was never very mobile to begin with, so that doesn't really matter. And he knows the game as well as anyone ever will. Um, so to me, arm strength is really the only thing. Um, you know, if the accuracy starts to waver a little bit, you know, maybe he's getting a little older, needs some reading glasses or something like that. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. We really haven't seen that yet, and unless he's got some sort of spec somewhere that I'm not seeing, 
um, you know, I could see him play for a couple more years. Wow. Eight years like he's talking about? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. But a couple more, maybe. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good. All right, Pid. Thank you. Always great having you on, Andrew. Uh, and we'll stay in touch. All right, definitely. Take it easy, guys. See you. Andrew Garda, NFL writer, Pro Football Weekly. Also, a really good podcast uh, at the whistle. Good stuff, Jimmy B. We'll take a time out. We got still lots more to come. Mm-hmm. Want to get your thoughts. No Monte Morris on the All-American list. Yeah. Peter Jock not there. Both honorable mention All-Americans. We'll get into that coming up on the other side as we continue on live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't know, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. They say time is money. But at Lowe's, we know that when you're a pro, money is money. So Lowe's stocks everything a pro needs at great prices every day. And right now at Lowe's, pro customers can get up to 15% off select doors and windows. So go to Lowe's and get everything you need for the job and up to 15% off select doors and windows, which will save you time and money. Visit the Pro Desk in-store or LowesForPros.com for details. Offer valid through April 2nd. Selection varies by location, U.S. only. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays, because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. 
We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we are back, rolling up till uh, the 3 o'clock hour. Always good having Andrew Garda on the program. By the way, uh, we will go live to Las Vegas uh, tomorrow, right off the top of the show. Brian Blessing will be our guest, uh, longtime NFL and NHL uh television anchor and now has his own uh, sports talk show in vegas uh, we will have him on the show to uh, cover all of that okay you wanted to get into something uh, with the associated press and the voting right yeah the ap uh, released their all-american teams today in college basketball and you know uh, not a surprise that peter jock wasn't on there though he led the big 10 in scoring mm-hmm. iowa just wasn't good enough no. I mean, you you have to be on yep. a good team unless you do you're Unless you're Markel Fultz, apparently. Yeah. He put up big numbers on a brutal, terrible brutal team. team. Terrible team. He's going to be, if not the number one pick, he's going to be in the top three. There's no doubt about that. But uh, that was one that I was left shaking my head. All-American team. When you think All-American, Jimmy B, you know what, what are the things that come to mind for you? you know, what makes a, a college basketball player yeah. an All-American? Is it numbers? Is it winning? I mean, as you all encompass, and it's always a part of it, everything. It is. 
you know, how do you come up with, in your mind, at least an All-American? I think that it is, the winning is an equation. The, how good you are as far as your numbers. And I think also a part of the equation is how well you're promoted. It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy, where teams go out or schools go out and start promoting their guys uh, to be in that Heisman Trophy conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that happened at Iowa or Iowa State at all. I don't think Monte Morris got promoted as that kind of star player. And Peter Jock, we all know, did not get that kind of promotion either. Now, they were both on the... uh, uh, not the uh, third team, the uh, honorable, uh, mention. honorable mention, yes. Yep. So they were both there. And you know why they got that designation? Hmm. Well, because our man, our man John Bonenkamp. There you, oh, that's right. He voted both of them. He did. So there might have been others out there, but it just takes one vote to yes. get you uh, honorable mention. And John, as the AP voter from our state. Voted them both. He had them both. Maybe a little bit of a homer pick there from John. Uh, I think it was solid. You I, think so? I, yeah, they should both right, be, who, they who should both be there. All right, who are you no, taking no, they, off? I, I'm, I'm saying they should both be honorable mention. I'm well, looking at the no, list. No, 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 you're not listening. Oh. In order to become honorable mention, you have to be on somebody's first, second, or third team. Oh, okay. John had both those guys gotcha. on one of those three teams. I gotcha. That's a little, Peter Jack's not an All-American. I'm not putting him in my first three teams. No, I'm not either. So not, that's not, what not, I'm saying. Not, not when I look little, at this, yeah. Maybe a little a bit homer of a homer vote there. Yeah, for, uh, for Mont- Peter Monte John. Morris, he's got a legit complaint. Okay, so let's go through this. All right. Who are you taking P- uh, Monte Morris over? Because we both agree, Peter Jack, not in the top 15 if you're going with those guys. So right. If you're going down that one. Frank I'm not, Mason? I'm not I'm not uh, touching the first team I'm good with. So Frank Mason, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, none of those guys you're going to vote over. Swanigan Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. No. A bigger guy, so you're not going that way. You take taking Monte Morris over, Nigel Williams got. See, now that would possibly be a possibility. Really? But, but, but just a second. But the difference is his team's in the Final Four. Absolutely. And they were number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Remember what we just talked about, what winning will do. Right. That's why I believe he's on that second team. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm, so. not, I'm not picking him over Luke Kennard. Okay. I agree with you there. Malik Monk. <laughs> he was instrumental in what Kentucky did. But once again, I would personally, I would take Monte. However, it's Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's Kentucky. So you got a guy from Kentucky that puts up the numbers that he has and scored on those two major games, Trent. Help me out if you can remember. Against UCLA that game, didn't he score like 30? Yeah, tw- uh, 20. Tw- okay. And then in the game against uh, North Carolina, the one they played in Vegas, Oh, you're going back. Oh, I yeah, got you yeah, now. regular season. Yeah, not the uh, two no, games no, that they no, 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 not the year. tournament game during the regular season. Regular season yeah. against UCLA, he yeah. had 24. Okay, and Kentucky didn't he have like 30, 47. 47. Okay, yeah. and everybody in the world watched that game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I talk about when it's big name schools, big name stats in a particular game. And the eyeballs go, oh, man, I remember him. He just went off in that game. Oh, he's in. I'm just, tell- I'm just telling you it's human nature. 
The only one that I probably have a problem with is what I talked at the top. Okay. Uh, you continue on. Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Motley. Motley uh, Malik Monk, Luke Kennard, third team. Josh Jackson, Markel Fultz, Laurie Markinen, Bonzi Colson in Notre Dame, and Ethan Happ from Wisconsin. Really, Fultz is the only guy that I'd take away. I'm, I'm with to you. put Monte up there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a thin line, and I understand, yeah, you're going to go to Cyclone Twitter, and, and all the Cyclone fans oh, are going to be well, sticking up for their and guys. And they will, sure. And, you know, if you take big guys away, Monte Morris is certainly, and this is also a difference that I'll get to in a moment. Okay. But he is certainly one of the 15 best college basketball players. And, and that's another part of this, I think, mm-hmm. that gets moved a little bit is because people look at the next level, what they're going to be. How does it translate? What NBA DraftNet has them ranked as. You, yes. You, you kind of fall into that trap from time to time as you... You go through and you're looking at it and you're saying, mm-hmm. oh boy, I got to put more. I mean, I'm going to look like a moron if I don't vote Markel Fultz, at least third team All American. Yeah. He's going to be the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you do yeah. fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. But then there is a difference. And there is a difference between this and when you get into MVP awards. And when you're talking about an All American list, you're looking for the best players. You are. And yeah. Wins are a part of that, yes. Yes. But the MVP voting to me is different. And this is, we get into this every year with baseball. And Mike Trout continue to win right. MVPs as the Angels go 75 and 87. Oh, yeah. here we go again, oh, Mike yeah. Trout. Yeah. Most valuable player. That, the word value, to me, is the difference between best player. If you want a best player award, have that. But that's not what these leagues have. They have most valuable. And I, basically... I'll take value at this baseline level. And, and we're going to get into this with the NBA coming to a head here. We, we will. And You're that, right. that's a real good race. And I want to get your thoughts on okay. that, too, since we got a little time here, because we know you're a big NBA guy, and I'll give you a little forum here in the 2 o'clock hour. Okay. Some NBA. Nice of you. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> value. Yeah. When I am balancing value, I think of, all right, if this guy wasn't on the team, what would they be if you replace him just with a league average player? Not an awful guy, but league average. You know, for the NBA, the 15th best point guard. You know, the 15th best center, if you're talking about a big guy. Whatever it is. Take your guy away, Mm -hmm. put in a league average player. What does that team become? You take Mike Trout away from the Angels. You take him away, you know what? They're still not very good. They're still bad. (laughs) It's still a bad team. Yeah. And instead of winning 75 games, they might only win 67 but in the end, you're still bad. Mm-hmm. At the very least for me, and I know it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. but across leagues, when you're talking about value, most valuable player, you have to be at least in some kind of contention for a playoff spot. You don't have to be the best team. Right. You don't have to be on the top three, four, five teams, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, you need to be in contention for a playoff spot. You need to be there in the top half of a league whatever it may be if you're talking about college basketball or college sure. football. You know, you have to be a player, even if you're a player that's on a team that's pretty average. Let's say football. Okay. You're talking about the MVP of the Big Ten. Okay. And and you're going through and you're looking at it that way. You know, if you take and all of a sudden you, you take over a program that's just been dormant, like a Drew Brees, and in the first time that he got them just to a bowl game, well, then you can be in the MVP consideration for me. It's not that they were contending for a league crown right away, Mm -hmm. but they were good enough to at least win some games, maybe get to a bowl game. When you're taking your program, your team, whatever it is, to a level that they haven't been in a while, that increases your chances for me of value. And for Monte Morris, his value's through the roof. I mean, if you're talking about an MVP award, 
That's a guy that needs to be right up there. You take Monte Morris off this team from this year, and you just put in a league average point guard there. You know, Jalen Fisher from TCU. Okay. Freshman. Yeah. He, good point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Real, be, yep. real good player. And, yep. And he's, he'll develop to be yeah. a really nice player. But he was, you know, he'd be considered probably league average right now. Yeah. You know, just a baseline point guard. Sure. You throw him on that team, are they finishing second in the Big no. 12? No. Not happening, they, and, and they're not winning the Big 12 tournament either. I don't even think they're an NCAA tournament team. And and that is what I get into the difference, and, and that's some of the differences that you have mm-hmm. and you go through. So so that's for me at least is how I look at things and how I, I get to it and the value. And though an All-American and Monte Morris not being listed here with the AP in the first three teams, yeah, it can be a bit frustrating, but... There is a difference between that and the value that Monte Morris is. And, and everybody around here, I think, understands the value of Monte Morris. Oh, I agree. Uh, all you had to do was watch the guy play in a few games, and you could see that he was the engine that could mm-hmm. uh, for Iowa State. Uh, you're right when you look at this, and we all talk about how important it is great guard play in college basketball. Mm-hmm. But they have to, don't they? Have to put other players other than guards on yeah. these teams? <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the trap otherwise, you fall into. Otherwise, it's going to be all guards. And I don't know if, you know, there there is an edict that comes down from the I don't AP know if there is or not either, yeah. Because you kind of look through it here, and, they're, well, there's Swanigan. There's mm-hmm. a big guy. Yeah. Dylan Brooks is, I mean, more considered, what, a small forward Small forward, 6'7-ish, yeah. Right? yeah. Motley's a big guy, yeah. but you keep going. Kennard, he's a, a shooting guard. 6'6". Six, 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 six. Maybe small forward you consider him, yeah. but there just aren't a whole lot of big guys. Then you get down there at the bottom of the third team, you got Markin and Colson and Happel. Right. All, who are all, all considered big guys. Right. But, you know, as you, you go through it, I mean, that's what you fall into. And I think it comes down to each voter. Are you looking to get a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward? And basketball has evolved and changed so yes, much. Yes, it and, has. And that's a problem I have with the NBA when we get to the All-NBA team. Yep. As you still, and even when we have the All-Star game, and they've changed it now, it's just guards and forwards when you vote for it, where before, you know, there'd be years where there just aren't very many good centers. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look, Dikembe Mutombo is yeah, a starter. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I got you. I love Dikembe, but come on. Yeah, he, I know. No, he wasn't I, one of the best 10 I, players in I, the I league re- I read time. you. I read you. And, and that's what you get into. So... With the evolution of basketball, with positions, just I mean, you don't you don't play that way. Yeah, you go from you know Kansas and TCU playing with two point guards, and you're seeing more and more teams go that route, where you're basically playing with two point guards all the time, and you don't have a prototypical five man anymore. You don't got your seven footer in the middle, and you you got a guy that might be long and athletic, but you know he's he's six seven one ninety. He might be your four. Yeah. In some spots, I mean, look at he, Iowa State. Yeah. He's your five. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so that's another part where I think it'll probably come down to each individual voting I, on I the agree. Work, how you come up with it. I certainly wouldn't feel like I'm beholden to, all right, I got to have a point guard here. I, the five positions, the old school positions, that's not how I would vote mm-hmm. for it either. I'd just be looking for the five best players. But at the very least, you got to have one big guy. Well, I, I think that'd be fair. That's fair. I'm I'm looking here. Now, Schwanigan is 6'9". Yeah. And he did, in, in the association, he's going to be a power forward. Right, right. But in college... For he, this exercise. Yes, for this exercise, he was a center. Right. He right. was Purdue center until Hap would come in. Right. Uh, not Hap. Uh, uh, Haas. Haas, thank you. Uh, the second team... Their center is Jonathan Motley. Right. Now, he's 6'10", but he didn't really play center for Baylor. He played forward mm-hmm. for Baylor at 6'10". And then you get to the third team, 
and they have Bonzi Colson, who's only 6'5". Right. He's freaking Adrian Dantley. Not that skilled, but that's what he is. He's Adrian Dantley at 6'5", playing down low. Ethan Happ at 6'10", did play center, mm-hmm. okay, for Whiskey. But Laurie Markinen, they list him at 7 feet, but he was out on the perimeter. Yeah, he's a small forward. Yeah. He's a yeah, small forward. So it, that just tells you exactly what you were talking about and shows it right there. So uh, just some thoughts there on the All-American team again. Honorable mention for Monte Morris and for Peter Jack, but don't mm-hmm. get listed on the first three uh, layers there. Well, I told you I want to talk about that MVP race. We'll okay. take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll okay. put a cap on things. Your thoughts on this MVP race in the NBA, which it is intriguing. It is. You got really Mr. Triple-Double with yeah. Russell Westbrook. And another one Harden. last night. You go LeBron James. Yep. And what about Kawhi? I know. Kawhi, not just uh, what he is offensively, He's but tremendous. on the ball defensively. He's tremendous. So there are many layers on this one. Jimmy B likes the league. We'll get his thoughts. I'll throw in my two cents, which don't even add up to that. <laughs> we'll do that on the other side. As we roll through from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios, it's Jimmy B and TC. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers. On 1700 KBGG. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Get a roof you can depend on for years to come with steel roofing from Menards. Menards Residential Steel is available in 31 attractive colors and is hail, wind, and fire resistant and lasts a lifetime. It won't crack, warp, or curl like asphalt shingles. Plus, it can be installed over existing shingles, saving you time and money. Menards Residential Steel is the last roof you'll ever need. Now, during the Menard Day Sale. Save big money at Menards. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the four for four for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, because their wings are too small for their bodies, bumblebees should not be able to fly. Here to comment, bees. Wait, we're not supposed to fly? Kind of like how a quarter pound of beef should not be in the four for four. Yet it is. That's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Any other bee puns? No, we're good, honey. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Get to JCPenney's Clearaway event this Wednesday through Sunday. Save big on final markdowns up to 80% off. Yes, that's 80% off. Plus, starting Thursday, get an extra 25% off with your JCPenney credit card and coupon on select items throughout the store and at jcp.com. JCPenney's Clearaway event and Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon required for extra 25% off are valid 330 to 4-2. Subject to credit approval. Clearance selection. Very buy store while supplies last. Savings off regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for further details. 
If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by... Sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods, I'm good. I've seen you golf. A trick shot for you is hitting a green or regulation. There you go. And Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. Of the three teams on your throwout in the West list, the one at the bottom would be the one that I might no, keep in. No, don't trust them as far as I can throw. Big sports on 1700 KBGG. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out planking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar, it's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Uh, we are almost finished. Uh, we're going to, what, finish up here with a little more basketball, right? Always. Basketball is okay. always a good thing to talk about, Jimmy B., right? I, I'm always in on basketball. That's what I figured. That a boy. So we were talking about MVPs. Yes. Value. Yes. And this, uh, this race of the MVP for the NBA is uh, pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think interesting and Depends on what you look at. And, you know, one part that Russell Westbrook. So normally in the NBA, you have to be an elite level team. Yes. Look past uh, at past MVPs. And these are teams that are at the very least, at the very least, top two or three in their conference. Generally, yes. I think every year. I don't think it's generally. Mm -hmm. I think it's every time. Yeah. Can you think of an MVP that wasn't? Not really. There isn't one. No. There isn't one. So you have to be that level. But Russell Westbrook's doing something we haven't seen since Oscar Robertson way back in the day when Jimmy B was dribbling balls around (laughs) in eastern Washington. (laughs) So uh, let's start right there. Okay. Let's start right there with that. As you look at it, Jim, and you look at this MVP race, is Russell Westbrook a viable contender for the most valuable? Not he's on my list. 
you would vote him number one. Is he viable where you're at least thinking of it with where Oklahoma City is right now? Uh, be, and here is why, because without him, I don't think they make the playoffs. It goes back to your old uh, adage, mm-hmm. as, is he the most valuable guy? Uh, he is having an unbelievable season. Without him on the court, they are. I don't think they're a playoff team. Would you say the same thing about James Harden? I think that Houston has enough talent around them that they could probably be an eight, maybe in the West. Okay. Um, Harden, he, I think Harden has a better cast around him. Uh, they shoot it better, plus the fact they're oh, playing okay. in Mike D'Antoni's system, mm-hmm. which is so wide open. And look, look, Steve Nash was back-to-back MVP right. in the NBA in Phoenix. And Nash played for Mike D'Antoni. And Amari Stoudemire became an all-star because of Steve Nash and had unbelievable numbers. So that's the only difference I see right now between the two of them is that I believe that without Westbrook, Oklahoma City is not one through eight in the West. I'd agree with your premise in a way. Because without them, I, I think they both would struggle. I mean, yeah. without James Harden, Houston, I mean, all they've done is gone out and just continue to bring in shooters. They, that's what they have. <laughs> yes. And they, they're gonna, they, they outscore you. They're going to, there's going to be a game where they're going to hit 33s. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have a game of the playoffs where right. they're going to chuck it up 50 times and hope for the best. But Harden in that game might have 20 points. Here's the other part, though. Okay. Without James Harden, you take how important he is to that system away now really think of it. Just put a league average point guard right, there. Right. Do you still think Houston's a playoff team? I think they could be an eight if they had a point guard who is a solid distributor. That's the key. We're just talking league average. I understand. Remember, that's that's I understand. the baseline I that I come up with. I, I get that. Yeah. If you had a league average point guard, I think Houston would be battling Dallas, those those teams right there for the number eight spot. Houston has won nine more games in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm, they That's have. the other part. They have. And then we didn't talk about the other contenders. Now, for me, because of just past history of what it takes to be an MVP in the NBA, right. Russell Westbrook would be further down my list, okay. even with the triple-double. And here's the other thing. What if he averaged nine assists a game as opposed to ten? I understand. I, mean, I, I, I know. We, we love that triple yes, double we number. Yes, we, we do. We love to have that. It, it goes back to when uh, Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown. And people were saying, well, uh, yeah, he's winning the triple crown, but look at these other uh, metrics in baseball. He's not here with this. He's not. No. He led the league in average home runs, RBIs. He's the triple crown winner. It's what we're talking about Right here, we're talking about a triple-double every game. Mm-hmm. I, that that just doesn't happen. You, you, you mentioned Oscar Robertson. What was that, 60-61 or 61-62 he did that? It's never happened, ever, right. ever. It, you just don't see these sort of things take place. It's magical. And last night, they're down... Against Dallas, Westbrook scores the final 14 points, including including the uh, buzzer beater for a win. And he has another triple-double. This just, look, we all know, LeBron James, the best player on the planet. Yes. 
Yeah. We know that. You're playing a pickup game. Yes, you're taking you're, you're taking LeBron over you're anybody. You're not taking Steph Curry. That, you're no, not taking anybody no, else. You're taking. Give me LeBron. Give me LeBron. But right now, this is on a team that is, where are they right now? Are they sixth? Are they sixth right now, I think, in uh, the league? Oklahoma City? Yeah. Are they fifth or sixth? They're the sixth seed. Sixth right seed. And he does this every night. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take a game off. This is every night. So you're Russell Westbrook. I, at the moment, I have to be. You don't have to be. Yeah, I do. You don't have to yeah, be. Yeah, I do. It's a freaking triple-double. But what? How many people were alive to see the Big O do that? Sure, but it's a baseline that in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter. What if he averaged... What would be better? To average the same amount of points, mm-hmm. 13 assists, and, and, nine, and rebounds. nine rebounds, I, I hear you. and 10 and 10. I, I know. I know. It's just that round it, number. It's something funky it in your mind. It is. And you get caught up. It's in a it, freaking triple-double. We're out of time for today. We'll be back at it tomorrow at noon. A busy show coming your way next. We got Marty and Miller coming your way. Marty running solo today. They'll take you up until 6 o'clock here on the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. 
For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I have my own business, so I wear lots of hats. Now I'm wearing my office manager hat because I need supplies. Well, Staples has everything you need. Now I'm putting on my CFO hat because I can't overspend. And you won't. Right now, five ream cases of Staples multi-purpose paper are just $9.99. All my hats and I would like to thank you. They are welcome. Staples, everything you need for business at great prices. And now five ream cases of Staples multi-purpose paper are just $9.99. In-store only, limit two per customer, plus tax where applicable. Ends 4117. If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Like the taste of fresh apples? Looking for something a little different? Try an Angry Orchard Hard Cider. We use traditional cider apples from a 100-year-old orchard. It takes two apples to make each bottle of Angry Orchard. So at the end of the day, relax and raise a glass to something a little unexpected. Angry Orchard. Crisp, refreshing, and not too sweet. And now in cans. Angry Orchard Hard Cider. Branch out. Angry Orchard Cider Company. While the New York drink responsibly. If there's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know, it's parts. Advance Auto Parts and Batteries. This is Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. I'm on your website, and it says I can buy online and then pick up in-store. Yes. And how long does that usually take? 30 minutes or less. I need a battery for my 2013 Ford Escape. Our Autocraft Gold, it's got a three-year warranty. Man, you really know your stuff. I'm 33, am I? My name's Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning... I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be good all time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe.